0: Lockdown Diaries, with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 18. Hi everyone, Uh, you join me once again on the afternoon of the 16th of April, a Thursday, is that the afternoon? It's half past five, is that the afternoon still? Where does the afternoon finish? And the evening begin. Who can say, anyway? Once again, taking Luda the dog for a walk um, I'll try not to uh try not to go on 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 like I did yesterday because I appreciate that was quite a long episode. I guess when you're talking about something you like, you don't um certainly recognize how long you're talking for uh and yeah, I thought that was probably about half an hour but <laughs> It was it was considerably longer than that. Anyway, don't have too much to update on. Today been working as per. I've changed working rooms. I'm no longer working in spare room upstairs. Working in the front room downstairs. Little change of scene. Fewer uh, nice books and things there to distract me. Um, so yeah, that's been okay. My working position has largely been on a beanbag, <laughs> just sort of put the beanbag in the corner of the room and you can have a nice slouch on it, and then put your feet on a chair and that's all good. Ludo's done his business, nice and early in the walk so I can carry me for the rest of the walk, which is great. We discovered just before I took him out that Ludo has partly in a bar of soap. Which is great, isn't it? So I'm Googled about whether dogs can eat soap. Fortunately it was a all natural ingredient, organic soap. So probably okay. He may be sick. He may have some toilet trouble. But he should probably be fine. Which is good because i don't want to go to the vet's in this time. I mean obviously if the dog is in serious danger I suppose we would but um, yeah... Naughty dog Naughty, naughty dog I mean he's clearly jumped up onto the sink um, in the bathroom <laughs> to get this up, which is... I don't know, it's very impressive lengths uh, to go to to try and eat something that really isn't food but anyway dog sphere or naughty dogs anyway um so yeah what's been going on well last night we had a game of risk on the risk app there's an app for risk an official risk app which is all right um so me lauren three friends including matt who was on a few episodes ago uh cleared online. We also tried to have a uh, WhatsApp group call at the same time in order to uh, um, in order to chat along, which was marginally successful. Matt never really got connected to it and then dropped out part way through. That's a shame. but yeah. Walking along with my Iron Maiden t-shirt on, on brand, and someone else passed in the opposite direction, also wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. So we shared a friendly nod and a thumbs up. Cause we're cool Iron Maiden guys. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the risk game was good. I enjoy risk. I think uh, proper board game aficionados look down on it a little bit, but it's a good fun game. I think with the app it seems to, uh, it's a bit shorter than a full-on game. I think it took about an hour for the five of us to finish the game, whereas, you know, a real-life game can go on for considerably longer than that. So, yeah, enjoyed that. Give that a recommend. Um, We'll be doing the YouTube pub quiz again tonight. Looking forward to that. And yeah, so just a couple of bits. I've been in a little bit of a dialogue, a bit of a dialogue with the good people at Comics Youth. So Comics Youth uh, is a CIC based in Liverpool and they engage with young people um, and work with them to work through their. Issues and things that they've got going on and things through the medium of comics. So Matt and I met them at the Thought Bubble Comic Con last November And had a good chat with them. They were the same area as us at like the family friendly area a couple of tables down uh, Really nice folks and they got some comics and zines and things that the young people that they work with had made a lot of it around sort of mental health and sort of sexuality and, the, and things like that uh, gender identity really positive stuff I mean I think I think comics is quite a it's a really good medium for sort of doing quite personal work um, there's a lot of sort of indie comic makers that use it to really express stuff you know, it's a sort of fusion between art and literature. So why shouldn't it be one of the most expressive art forms? So yeah, comic soup. If you're based in Liverpool, I think you should check them out. If you are or know a young person that might want to engage with their activities, I'm being a little bit light. I mean, I'm not 100% sure on the day-to-day stuff that they do. Um, I do know that they do a Dungeons and Dragons uh, online um, actually the youths have been playing, I believe I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons guy unfortunately but um, yeah, so they're really cool and um, what they're doing on Sunday apparently is uh, is launching a radio station presumably online um, so I guess if you check out their social media so they're on instagram and twitter and whatnot um or just go to their website uh we're chatting with uh the member of the team that's sorting it out and she <laughs> she said it's not up yet but um it will be so do keep an eye on that i i'm not sure what the radio show will be based on content wise um we gave them a song request and they go, um so that would be nice so yeah i guess just um Yeah, they're really good folks, and I like what they do. I'm sincerely jealous that some people get to sort of do youth work through the medium of comics for a job. I'd love to do that. Um, So yeah, if they ever expand into London, I'm going to be on them like, I don't know, like a barnacle on a hump that well. That's good. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Comics Youth, check them out they're lovely people Um, and the other email dialogue I've been having the last couple of days is with the hosts of the Animorphs Anonymous podcast, yes that's right folks, I listen to a regular Animorphs podcast back in the day I was a big, big Animorphs fan and Casey and Alex of the Animals Podcast, Animals Anonymous. Uh, they do a show where they've been rereading all of the young adult books and chatting about them. And they're great. I'm reliving my childhood through them, which is a fun thing to do. Um, so, for those of you that aren't aware, Animorphs was a book series uh, that first came out in the mid to late 90s, um, uh, published by Scholastic. um, And it was about some American teenagers who discover that their planet Earth is caught up in an intergalactic war between a species called the Andalites, who are technologically advanced and uh, whatnot and the Yerks, which are a parasitic species that uh, enter the skulls of other species and control their minds and are invading Earth to make use of the plentiful host bodies that human beings can offer. So the kids are given by one of the Andalites the power to morph. That is to acquire the DNA of any living creature they can touch and uh, transform into it for a period of two hours. And they use this technology in order to wage a guerrilla war on the Yurk invasion in their hometown somewhere in America. Um, It's great, it's so good. There are 54 of the regular books. They're only sort of 150 pages each or something so they're, even for a quick kid, they're fairly quick reads. But they also had several slightly longer extended versions and sort of spin-offs as well which went into the histories of the different alien species. And my impression is that the, uh, (laughs) I think on the face of it, the books were probably sold as kind of like a educational tool to teach kids about animals, which they do do that. So they will transform into a bear or an ant or a dolphin and you get to hear, you know, useful facts and information about how these animals live and their habitats and their behaviours and things like that and all that stuff's really good and it is educational and informative about animals and i think that's sort of why they were published however and yeah they're aimed at sort of a preteen audience but the books are incredibly violent um, <laughs> They are... Uh, they don't hold back on any of these sort of horrible moral choices that these young teenagers have to make in the face of a uh, pretty much unwinnable war against a far superior foe. So, yeah, there's... I mean, I'd like to say the series starts fairly light, but I don't think it really does. <laughs> So, it's about slavery, it's about the ethics of war, it's about um, trauma, uh, it's about PTSD, uh, it covers torture, uh, love, life and death, all this good stuff. And <laughs> I don't know, the covers of the books show sort of a transitional drawing of a, ch- a character transforming into an animal, and they're kind of dopey, I have to say. Like. One thing that always really irked me is the the change sequence on the cover of the book. It isn't anything like it's actually described inside. So on the covers they're sort of gradual shifts into an animal, just, I don't know, they obviously Photoshop and, and what have you. Whereas in the book they're sort of, if they're transforming into an insect, they might splurt out six extra limbs extra limbs, two extra limbs that are giant insect limbs and then they shrink down to insect size or shrink as a human and then bulbous eyes will burst out of their skull and their guts will turn inside out and things and it's incredibly graphic. Um, yeah, it's very Cronenbergian in its body horror as a series, definitely something, uh, a recurring theme throughout it. Um, <laughs> probably emotionally damaging. I do remember so the first time I I read one again in the library uh, on our fortnightly browse in the youth section, I saw the cover of number eight, The Alien, which is told from the perspective of uh, the last surviving Andalite on Earth that joins the team, who are weird sort of centaurs, blue centaurs with no mouths and funny looking things transforming into a human and I just thought what the heck is that <laughs> so I picked it up uh and yeah even though it was the eighth in the series I um I loved it and sort of went back and got them all and I don't know it's a think thing most of the reading was done from the library at that point and uh you know you just read whatever they had in and again until you sort of get to the later books you can kind of read them in any order, I suppose. They always give you a catch-up at the start of each book on what's going on and any recurring characters are reintroduced, so you can do that, but obviously the superior experience is to read them all from start to finish. Um, so yeah, I just love the series. It I, I think, despite its sort of kiddy exterior, once you actually read them, I don't know, I feel feel like the editors at Scholastic, did they actually read them? Because I I don't think they're suitable for very young kids, certainly not ten-year-olds, which I think I probably was at the time. Um, But yeah, great series, and I think um, despite the exterior, it's developed into a really quite sophisticated sort of sci-fi universe with lots of different species, races, factions, um, uh, lots of shades of grey. The, there are no goodies, well there are goodies, but even the goodies do unspeakable acts and it doesn't shy away from that. And it doesn't treat them as heroes. It's, it's complex, it's got a complexity to it that um, a lot of adult fiction doesn't have, I don't think. Um, and the ending was spectacular too so um, yeah, the uh, the podcast I was listening to, Animus Anonymous um, they have been going through each book, they're getting towards the end of the series now, and yeah, i just written in, they were, so they were covering one of the specials, the Chronicles books as they're called um, and I was a bit, a, bit, a bit concerned, one of the regular hosts was uh, a little bit quiet, so I was a bit worried that they i don't know i just wondered why they were sort of taking a back seat but it was all good it was all fine (laughs) and uh the katie and alex have both emailed back in response to me and sort of been really nice and yeah i just wanted to give them a bit of a shout out because that was really nice i think the thing with a, a podcast is you can kind of listen to it and then you become really involved with uh with you know with the presenters lives in a way that it's really weird because you don't you don't know them but yeah <laughs> you sort of do or oh, they don't know you uh probably a better way of putting that but yeah um so yeah do I mean I'm, I'm not going to recommend Animals Anonymous if you don't already know about the series of books but I would certainly recommend giving a couple of the books a read and then listening to the podcast if uh, if they take your fancy, um, and I, I, I'm not being ironic here. I think I think they've got a lot to offer even as an adult. And the yeah the way the um, the podcast is framed, Alex read all and read and reread all the books as a kid and a teenager and an adult, whereas Casey is new to the series, so she's reading the books for the first time, and I think that's a really good way of going for it so the person that can remember them all and the person experiencing it fresh and they can have quite interesting conversations based on that and they've got a really good dynamic between them too so yeah good stuff uh yeah i'm gonna probably wrap up now because I, I don't want it to go on forever and ever although i do have quite a bit of walk plans in my mind Um, But that's okay. I can maybe listen to a podcast myself. That's good stuff. Cool. Okay, guys, um, I'll be back in touch soon. Thank you very much for listening, and have a lovely evening. Bye-bye.